Comedy LOL Podcast Network. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast. Here's the quote we're starting today's show with. Religion is a defense against the experience of God. And that quote is by Carl Jung. Uh, I think that quote's very interesting just because when people normally think of religion, they think of God. But unfortunately, I think a lot of times there's like political and organizational type of ideas that have kind of infiltrated the idea of religion and it's not just a belief system anymore yeah i i very much agree with that i think the politics behind it in the control system that it was started if you look back you know we don't have time to get into it here but if you look back on how the christian religion was adopted into the roman empire through the councils of nicaea and the council of trent a bunch of different stuff happened um, the religion was basically created as a form, as a way to control the people. And so I think whenever you get everyone together and you have to look above to a person to tell you who God is or what God is, the message he's given you, that's the mistake. It's within yourself. You can go deep within yourself and find out whatever God it means to you or who God is. On the flip side, though, um, if you're looking back at like Middle Ages, Dark Ages, the, the Catholic Church was the main staple in most people's lives in terms of like getting news, sharing information, writing down of information. Um, and so I think it kind of took the place of government at that time because there was kind of a lack of that powerhouse, but it unfortunately hasn't like dissipated over time. Yeah, they, they were the ones that held the power back then. And then I believe in substitute of government. And now we have government, which is it, basically, you could make the argument that government is just another religion, but this isn't a podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to hear stuff like that, or you're interested in stuff like that, hit me up, Brandon at ComedyLOL.com. So I think that we should, um, as per a listener request, and who is the listener that recommended this? Uh, it's my friend, Ellie. All right, Ellie, thank you very much. I appreciate it. She recommended that we do a little bit of an intro in each episode and kind of explain what we're doing. So this way, if somebody joins the podcast... You know, just on a random week, they know what's going on, which is a great idea. Yes, we totally, totally yes. agree. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Ellie. So, um, I'll start off by saying that I re we, Ashley and I are friends. We reconnected after um, we met about ten years ago, and we recently reconnected. We live on opposite sides of the country. She lives in California. I live in Connecticut. And the last time she was visiting Connecticut, we got together and talked about the tarot, and then we decided to do a podcast. And we weren't sure exactly. We know we knew we wanted to talk about the tarot, but then Ashley came up with a brilliant idea of why don't we talk about because there's a card that represents basically every week of the year if you want, because there's fifty two cards in the minor arcana, and then you have the major arcana. So I figured we could also throw in an element of that or a card of that to talk about each week. And I think that um, what we're going to start with today really kind of opens up what we're going to be talking about for the next year and beyond. So there are four suits in the Minor Arcana, and then we're going to divide up this the year into the four seasons, and each suit kind of represents one of the seasons. So we're starting off today with one of those suits. 
great. And what suit is that? We're going to talk about the suit of cups today. So this is going to represent our summer season. I know summer doesn't officially start until like June 21st. Um, but we're going to start off our summer season with the beginning of June. So the suit of cups is what we're going to be discussing for June, July, and August. And I'm going to say it's representative of our summer season. All right. Um, and I know that cups represent to most people, I would say love, um, really good friends, empathy, just emotional, uh, anything emotional. What I love is that the minor arcana, when I'm explaining the setup of a tarot deck, um, is that they can be used uh, in like a normal playing deck of cards. The major arcana obviously doesn't have a representative in a playing deck of cards, but the suit of cups definitely does, and it's the suit of hearts. So you're absolutely right. We're talking about love and matters of the heart. Awesome. And I think the... um the way that you can connect those if you're looking at both symbols, if you look at a cup and you look at the heart, if you look at the bottom part of the heart, it's a similar to a V and that V also is what makes the chalice or makes a cup like as in the letter Y, if you want to look at the Y like a cup. So let's talk first about why we picked this suit. Obviously we're talking about love. I often think of summer as being kind of that mature kind of, I don't, I don't want to use the word sexual because that doesn't mean that we're only talking about like romantic love, um, but it's definitely more of <clears throat> like coming into your own, being mature as opposed to the like naivete of spring. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's the next step after spring. It's when the bounty comes. It's when there's a lot of, um, you know, if you think about how winter was and it's lacking in all kinds of different plant life and fruit and animal vegetation all this stuff summer is when it's at its full peak and it starts to begin right at the beginning obviously the end of spring beginning of summer so i really identify with the suit of cups um my birthday is in june and so obviously i would relate to whatever suit would kind of be reflective in the summer um so i related this suit to the water signs in astrology so that would be cancer scorpio and pisces um, i'm a cancer so i'm super excited to talk about this whole suit for the next season um and i mean if you think about the suit of cups the first card we're going to look at today, the Ace of Cups, there is water in it, so it does kind of relate. Oh, yeah, it definitely relates. And most water signs are very emotional, um, and I'm not saying that I'm super emotional. I I can be, but not necessarily all the time. And I think a lot of times when people think of emotions, they don't think of your head. They kind of think of your heart. Yeah, exactly. And so I also wanted to point out, though, that when we're talking about the suit of cups, if it does come up in a reading, there is kind of a physical representation of the suit of cups. So I think a lot of times if someone wants to do a romantic reading or something like that and you don't get a, a card where there's actually a figure in it, people are often disappointed of like, oh, well, there's nobody out there for me. Um, so I do want to just kind of lightly touch on that. And the physical representation of the suit of cups is kind of similar to what I look like, I think. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, kind of light-skinned. I'm not going to say super pale. Um, and <laughs> But she wants to say super pale. <laughs> and then the only part I think that doesn't necessarily describe me is what the body type looks like, which um, is more kind of round and soft. 
um, and short to medium height. And I don't think anyone would ever describe me as being short. No, definitely not. We're both very tall individuals. <laughs> so um, if you do have cups that come up in a reading, that's kind of the physical representation. If there isn't a figure in there, that would be kind of the person or people that you're looking at, either yourself or whoever is coming into or out of your life. Gotcha. All right. So we're going to jump. <laughs> Go ahead. We're going to jump into our first card here. So we've talked a little bit about the suit of cups. What does it represent? Now let's talk about the card we're discussing today. So each week we're going to focus on one card in the suit of cups. And today we're talking about the ace of cups. So I yes. want to take a minute oh, to just kind of look at the card and describe what's going on because obviously we're not a um, video yet kind of podcast but we might get there. So if I'm looking at the Ace of Cup card in the Rider Waite Tarot, it is a hand outstretched that is holding a cup. And in the cup, there's these like five, hold on one second. I just got to Yeah, that's get fine. Her. We could cut this out. I could cut it out. All right. right, hold on. Gizmo, can you go? What are you doing? This is terrible. She just I'm wants kidding. to stand outside and bark it's at the terrible. window. <laughs> it's like she was sitting so nicely over there anyway. Okay, let's go back here. Okay, so I'm looking at the Ace of Cups. It's a hand outstretched from the sky, and it's holding one solitary cup. In the cup, there's five streams of water coming out. There, It looks like a dove is or a bird holding some kind of circular something over it. And those five streams of water that are coming out of the cup are kind of dripping down to the bottom of the card, which it looks like it's filling up some kind of water source where there's water lilies. Yes, and then there's also um, there's also raindrops, it looks like, or maybe drops coming from the cup or the water that's splashing out. So it's like a mist. So if you Did have you a question that? about what the card looks like, you can always just Google um, the Rider Waite Tarot Ace of Cups so you can see exactly what we're talking about. And we're, we also put up pictures on our Instagram. So go to our Instagram at Tarot Bowl, T-A-R-O-T-B-O-L-L, the number two on Instagram, and you could see them all. All right. So let's start off talking about the symbolism in this card. Let's start with the dove or bird. I don't want to assume it's a dove. There's my Catholic upbringing kind of coming in there for a second. Um, the dove holding whatever it is that it's holding. What do you think? Um, to me, this represents a divine force or a force of good because it is white and white usually represents purity or goodness. And it has, it looks like a communion wafer or something in its mouth with a cross on it. There's a lot we could talk about that next, what that means. Um, but I, I would say to me, this represents some kind of divine force or something force of good bringing forward something like a gift into your cup. So it's it reminds me of just a force of good with, with like presents or, uh, or gifts. I think it's so hard to separate this out from any kind of religious connotations because you've got the chalice and you've got what I assumed would be the bread with the dove. And these are just such strong Christian symbols. Yes. as Calling back to before when I said stuff like the councils of Nicaea and Trent, when the Romans created the Roman Catholic Church, that the, a lot of these symbols were around before. So they used them to represent what they were trying to talk about because 
back in the day, especially then, people use symbols a lot more because they can't be changed. You can change the meaning of a word and what it means to everybody, but symbols are something that just means something to you and it speaks to you. So there's, it's a lot harder to change what a symbol means. It's always going to be a dove. You know, you can't say, oh, that's not a, a dove. But now when someone says the word dove, you could say, are you talking about ice cream? You know, like, are, what are you talking about? Oh, that's a really good point. Or soap or whatever, you know, like, oh, it's just. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just thinking like dove, it's a bird. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in, I'm in looking at ways, this. obviously, but. If I'm looking at this, the the bird is coming, it's pointing downwards. So I'm thinking of, I'm agreeing with what you're saying about any kind of like divine, um, I don't want to say intervention, but any kind of divine feelings, but it's coming from something outside of you. Exactly. As opposed to the dove pointing upwards and bringing the bread or whatever it is ha- has in its mouth up. Um, all right, so let's talk about the the chalice or the cup. It has a symbol on it. Yeah, it looks like a W or an upside-down M. And what do you think that means? Um, I would say either it stands for... Well, if you look at it closely, that's it could look like a W or an M, but it really looks like a mountain between two pillars. Oh, so okay. It, it, it kind of reminds me of the a phallic symbol, I would say, maybe because of the mountain where it's, where it's shaping up. Mm-hmm. The, the crude the crudest phallic symbol which is basically a triangle facing up oh that's so interesting and you know but normally if you're going to go back into assigning a sex to the um chalice of christ right it would be female yes yep and actually the mound or the mountain if you go back further it really does represent the female because it represents the female stomach, the pregnant stomach, the baby coming, the female, it signifies females giving life into the world. They're like, they're the ones who create the life. So if we're going to go with your representation of that symbol, it's kind of a nice balance, male and female. Mm-hmm. Too bad we couldn't do that to the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's look at the white hand that's holding the chalice um, or the cup. It's kind of coming in from a, a cloud or a tuft of smoke and you don't see an arm it's just a, a hand holding it this also to me represents a divine force for good and it could be the same force working together or it could be another force of good but this actually to me because it's supporting the whole cup it's supporting the whole what's going on and it's coming out of that cloud so to me this is the greater force. So this could be even the force within the force that is sustaining your cup that is running over. You know, this is your will to sustain the good things that happen to you instead of sabotaging your life, perhaps. So that that hand can represent an outside force or the force from within for me. Oh, I love it. I'm going to say that for me, I think it's um, not a physical hand. So it's not going to be part of that physical world. It is going to be more emotional and more spiritual, which obviously goes along with the suit of cups. And so that's for me why it's holding it and you don't see the arm that it's attached to. It's definitely going to be talking more about emotions and spirituality. Love it. Okay. Now let's talk about the five streams of water coming out of the cup that are going down to the water below. All right, what do you what does that mean to you? 
Um, I said it was the five senses and kind of that combination of all of them. So for me, if I'm looking at the cup, even though you don't see the water in the cup, you see these water spouts coming out of the cup going down below. I'm going to assume they're going below. It's not like the water from the water at the bottom of the card is going up into the cup. So I'm going to say it's like a overflow of all of these senses kind of, um, and they're all, they all look very similar in a balance of all of those things. So kind of really thinking with your senses as opposed to, and your heart as opposed to, you know, logically what you see before you, even though sight is a sense. That I like that because it, it, the way I was looking at it, since there's a five there, anytime I see a five, I think a lot of the Hierophant from the Major Arcana. So if you want, if you're listening to this, you can Google that. It's basically a picture of a figure sitting down. He looks like the Pope. And there's two people in front of him. And I take that card a lot to have to do with self-control because the two people in front of the Hierophant I always see as like left and right brain, both sides of yourself, two halves, and you're trying to keep them in balance. So when you said that with emotion, that plays in perfect because, or I'm sorry, the senses, that plays in perfect because you have the five senses and that's what you need to use to utilize to get yourself together. And I like to stay on that self-control motif with this card because I feel that's really where the key is to all this. If you're going to you... have this wealth in the overflowing cup, you need to control. It's like a balance. Do you think that the water drops or the rain coming down from the cup to the water below are representing something different? It could represent the two different flows. It could, you know, there's one that's a stream. It's a steady flow. It could be consciousness. And then maybe the drops are representing the subconsciousness because it just comes through like a mist a little bit. You just get a little bit of it at a time. Okay, cool. I honestly did not even really differentiate out the two different types of water. So I love that. Yeah, see, so this is just to explain to people, a lot of these things that I'm coming up with, sometimes they might make sense, sometimes they might not, but I'm not, I don't take, um, so I've done a lot of research into this, but when it comes to this podcast, I like to look at the card as we're podcasting as opposed to my notes, and I just go with the first thing. So when you ask me that, that's just the first thing that came to my mind. I just said that. So it's not like I had any uh, any investment in it. But yeah. All right. Let's look at the water at the bottom of the card. So these streams yes. that are coming from the cup seem to be going into this water. The water is at the bottom of the card. It looks like, I'm going to guess, a bigger water source. So not like a puddle, maybe a lake or an ocean or something like that. Probably wouldn't be an ocean, though, because there's lily pads. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, the ocean itself just represents, like we were saying before, the water sign of this whole suit and it represents the fluidity of it it represents um i also think it represents that this water that's coming out of the cup it could be coming out of you coming out of the soul and it's going back into the universe so it represents a cycle you can't destroy or create water it just becomes rain it goes down into the water and then it becomes a cloud again when it evaporates up and rains back down so i think that's what they're symbolizing here and if especially if you think of it as an idea so maybe if you want to take this card if you're into reading it and you say maybe you're going to have some new ideas when it comes to either love or emotion and these ideas are just things that come and they go and it's um it's all part of consciousness does that make sense <laughs> no i think it does i think that just looking at it 
um, some of the cards have it just is like a hint of water. And for mm -hmm. me, looking at this and seeing all of that water, it really kind of plays into the emotionality of the suit and to the, the different signs that are associated with it. I think a lot of times there's this idea of someone being too emotional or um, too, I'm going to use the word dramatic because I think those words kind of often go together. But I think it can be really powerful to tap into your emotions and be aware of them and utilize your senses and come to a consensus on what it is you're experiencing. Yeah, you because you can also look at this, if you're going to look at it supernaturally, you can look at the water actually flowing up into the cup, not coming out. So it's a way that maybe this dove is bringing a power, whatever this wafer is, and when you throw it throws into your cup, your cup is running over and the water is just going to, stream in there without any um you know very easily without any problems or difficulties just gonna just gonna flow right over so it could represent that as well and like you said with the emotions you want to have a good balance because you could be too emotional you could ruin this new chance or whatever it is because of a, a rash decision because of emotions and if you look in the water there's definitely life there you've got the flowers and the looks like lily pads so I think a lot of times that can be bring about really positive changes tapping into those emotions. I love that we're both looking at it so differently. Me being an emotional person and you being like, hey, can it could, you know, be too emotional. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah, exactly. Well, that that's why it's great that we are we are different people, but we get along because and that's another thing that about the tarot. This the tarot is, in my point of view, my honest opinion. I don't believe there's quote unquote magic to the tarot in a way that people think like a magician makes something disappear or tell someone's future. I think it's more of what speaks to you and your unconscious, and you get out of it because you already have an idea of what's going on. But this is just letting you know more uh, about that. So that's why I like the different interpretations, and then they work together because. I can take the way you interpret this card and then I can use it to look at the way you view the world and then I can empathize with you because of that. You know, so it's it's a wonderful tool in many respects. Just to build off what, what you said, um, you know, I'm going to be releasing uh, readings I'm doing for friends and family and something I kind of always bring up when people, I ask what their thoughts are initially on having a reading done and what were their expectations at the end versus what actually ended up being discussed. And I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said that it can be interpreted differently by everybody and it can be interpreted differently by even yourself depending on where you are in your life. So if we're looking at this card today and we have these thoughts and feelings on it, we can come back in a month and it could mean something totally different to us. Exactly. And that's how that is a way to actually show how you've changed as a person. It's a physical way to look at the same symbol in a month and how you relate to it. And then you could see where you're changing in your life. Is it positive? Is it negative? It's a real, it's a, it's a tool in that way of measurement. And it's also a great way to pick up then on patterns, because even if you're interpreting it one way right now, if you keep getting these cards, there is a pattern there. Exactly. And I just want to give a shout out to our YouTube channel. If you go to our YouTube channel, comedy, LOL podcast, if you just go to comedy, LOL.com, you can find the YouTube link there, click there and um, as Ashley said, she's going to be doing readings, but I also have been doing short little videos and talking about card of the day and just different stuff about the tarot. So it's more about where I think it came from and, and, um, how I feel about it. So if you want to check that out and we're, oh, we always encourage people to comment 
and give us ideas because as you saw in the beginning of this or as you heard in the beginning of this episode we love to take people's ideas and implement them because you know that's how you make this better so we've discussed the symbols here um let's talk about what this card would mean if we before, had it before come up. we do uh, okay. uh, to interrupt okay. really quickly i want to talk about the lilies Yes. Because I see them down at the bottom. And lilies are really important in Buddhist culture. What the lily represents is, so if you think about how a lily works, it starts in the mud as a seed, and then it grows into this plant that goes up through the water and then sprouts and has this beautiful flower on top. So it represents, there's a lot that it's representing. It's representing a birth and then going coming up through the underworld and going through some change. So think of maybe like a butterfly building a cocoon. You know, it's a caterpillar, then it's a cocoon, and then it blossoms into this butterfly. It's a similar thing. So I think that's really important. It's probably an overlooked aspect of the card because we're looking at it at, at, um, in a Western lens, in this lens of through Christianity. So we see the, the chalice, we see the dove and the cross, and we overlook the lilies there. And the lil, like I said, so this really comes back to self-control and getting a hold of yourself in control that's what that represents so there's actually if you heard om there's uh and there's also the the mantra om manai padme um which is this tibetan mantra and that's exactly what that has to do with it relates to the jewel i'm sorry the spark inside the jewel the heart of the lily which is represents you going through this you know coming up through the mud up through the water and reaching the air and the sun and developing and turning into your best person and you could also flip in and say, like, it's making the best out of maybe what some people would perceive as a negative situation. Yeah, exactly. It's like the flower in the crack of the sidewalk in, you know, in the terrible, a terrible part of town. <laughs> so, yeah. There's beauty in everything. Exactly. Okay. So, now let's talk about if this card came up in a reading. All right. So, we're going to start off with just a general reading. This card comes up, and what would you, how would you interpret this? I would tell the I would talk to the querent, the querent who is the person who you're giving the reading for, and I would it, if it was just a general general reading, I would say that it looks like you have either a new idea, something that's very important to you, and it could be something that leads to success. It could be a new idea, but probably in the area of love or relationship. So I would at you know I would dig in that area and find out what's going on there, and then from there I could suss it out a little further. But it's definitely a positive card in that respect. And and all cards have positive and negative meanings. But why don't you let me know what you were thinking, and then I'll come back to maybe a negative meaning of it. Um, I'm just gonna go along lines of saying that it's talking about possibilities and kind of um some kind of fruitful situation. Um, I still think it's really funny that, you know, we started off talking about how this suit is talking about um, love, you know, either romantic love, friendship love, anything that de deals with emotions. And you still gave it like a very logical interpretation. <laughs> so That's I would me. say it's something if I'm looking at this, it's some kind of situation, a culmination of some kind of situation. Either it's like forgiveness um, or the start or kind of culmination of a, a friendship or a love relationship, which I know ties into if I was doing a love reading, but I think that when I whenever I see cups in a spread, that's kind of I always lean into that love and emotionality of it. Great. Yeah, that that it has a lot to do with and I was I was kind of figuring you might 
going that angle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah, I it's a, it's a great it's definitely a great card, especially um but there are some negative aspects. So in a general reading, I could tell somebody that this could represent an idea that you're not ready for yet or it could represent a change in your life emotionally that you might not be ready for. Hmm. Okay. Because if you don't have the balance, the proper balance going on, if you didn't come up through the mud like these lilies did, you could, you know, there's also you have to picture what's not seen. There's probably a lot of dead lilies under there that didn't make it to the top, you know, <laughs> so. You know, again, now that I'm looking at the card and I hate saying negative, right? But I'm saying sometimes it's nice to look at something and say, like, what can I work on here? And if this card did come up, I could also interpret it as maybe being too emotional, in certain situations and kind of letting that flow out. And there's a time and a place to have emotions, I think. And sometimes um, they get the better of us. Uh, I don't want to speak like just for women. I think it also happens to men. But I think that sometimes it can be too much and can be very negative. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, <clears throat> and also to clarify, all cards, I believe, have a positive meaning and negative meaning. And when I say negative and positive, I'm not trying to say good and evil exactly. I mean more just if you think of a polarization. So there's there's a meaning to this card for the positive, for the plus side, like a battery. And then there's also one for the negative the side, like a battery as well. And then there's also could be a reverse meaning, which isn't exactly negative. It just relates to it in a different way. So just kind of going off that for a second, um, not necessarily related to this card, but if you do have a reverse card come up, so most of the time in a tarot spread, if you have a card that flips upside down, that's called reversed. Do you do you factor that in or do you just flip it the right side and just kind of say like, okay, let's see how it relates to everything? So I, when I first started doing it, I would, if it came upside down, I'd read it reversed, but I started to just flip it right side up and I like to get context on the reading mm -hmm. because every card could be positive, negative or reverse. So I try to see what exactly it's saying that way. This It just leaves it a little more open to interpretation, which I like. But I also have to remember there's always those reversed um, meanings in the back. You know, like you said, it could be something negative, it could be too much emotion. And I really like that. That's that's great. So let's talk if this comes up in a romantic reading. Right, I know you you, you love talking about romantic things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I would say if the person is single, this is kind of finding that person. Either it's like a new best friend or it's the person that they're looking for. That would be a really great compliment to them. Um, I, I don't like using the word soulmate because I think that there's so many like ideas about that phrase um but it would be a person that was a really great compliment to them either as a friend or as um you know something more romantic on the flip side I could say it's also you know falling in love with whatever it is that you're doing so it's a finding the perfect but I guess that would be more career than it is love but it's still loving something yeah exactly that's and that's another word love is like soulmate it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So, yeah, in, in certain contexts, definitely. Because if it's your true passion and it's, you know, it, it could be your career, but, like, what if you want to be a singer? You know, you're really in – or whatever it is. Or if you want to be the best um, archer or whatever it is that you want to do, if you're pursuing that, you de there's definitely a lot of emotion involved in it. So, yeah. All right. So for you, in in a romantic reading, what are your thoughts? 
but they're very similar. I think um, when I'm talking to people about this and this card comes up and they're asking about love, I say, this is a great opportunity. But I also have to warn them that there is a balance sense in here. You have, like we said before, there's raindrops and there's a steady stream. The chalice is being held with one hand, but it's like balanced in one hand. So it's a very delicate balance. So you might come across somebody new or you might have already met somebody new, but with the negative aspects in this card, if you go too fast, too much emotion, you could screw it up or if you don't show enough. So there's always that that <laughs> balance, you know, but it's it. But that's the other thing I always try to tell people that if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you shouldn't try to force things. And it's just a great experience. Either it shows you something about yourself as a person or what you're looking for in a potential mate or friend. Um, I love whenever I'm teaching, I mean, this is just a little offshoot, an engineering class and something doesn't work the first time. I'm like, great, now you know exactly what won't work. Now, now there's plenty of opportunities to figure out what will work. You know, exactly. So if you look at every relationship that way, it doesn't have to be, quote, unquote, negative. Yeah. Like I said, uh, negative, not in a bad way, just in, you know, not a positive. It's like going backwards as opposed to going forward. Sometimes it's not bad just because something is a negative thing. It doesn't mean it's bad. I think that's something that in the society, everybody feels like it's, everything has to be good. It always has to be a pleasurable experience. We have to, it has to be good, better now. But no, think it's an ebb and it's a flow. It's waves. You know, they, everyone's trying to tell us this. You have the yin and the yang. It looks like two waves. It's a yep. balance. Pit and a peak. Exactly. So let's, I kind of hinted on what this would, car would mean for me and if I was, was coming up in like a career reading. For me, it's talking about finding something that you really love to do um, and what your pathway should be. So a lot of times I'll have cups come up in career readings and I'm saying, you know, either it is that you love what you're doing or maybe you know what you love to do and kind of trying to focus that and saying, how can I make this into something that would be financially successful for me? Yeah, if you and I can look at it to add to that, if you see the dove and you see the hand, these could be internal forces inside you that you have to align to make this happen. So if you can get this all the work and put in the emotion and the, the blood, sweat and tears and do everything right, it's going to pay off. And I also think that if I'm looking at it, I also tell people like trust your intuition even though you went to school or you studied or you think that you should do X, Y, Z, if you know, you know, in your heart of hearts, that's not what you're supposed to be doing and you should be doing something else, chances are you should be doing something else. Yeah, it's, it's going to come out. It's just another way of repressing. It's like repressing feelings, which I know all about. So <laughs> if you repress your need to want to be creative, it's going to come out in different ways. You know, everyone's always trying to fix the ills and problems of society, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, drug addiction or, or whatever, all these addictions, uh, food, people eating too much or whatever, overweight. It's like you have to bring it back to what you want to do and are you distracting yourself are you using these drugs or whatever it was like for example i was a sex addict and i was using sex for different reasons i know it's a little personal but that's what we're doing here we're talking about these things so you got to figure this out you you know you um you gotta you gotta know this about yourself if that makes sense no i think it totally does 
I want to talk about the number here. So one of the other things we're going to be talking about is the numerology of certain numbers. And this week we're focusing on the number one. Obviously, it's the Ace of Cups. And then we're going to get into another card in just a second. Um, so Ace, normally people think of one. But, you know, when, when you're playing in a deck of cards, sometimes the Ace can be the highest card. Some people say it's the highest. Some people think it's the lowest. Yeah, exactly. And actually, when you're playing poker at a casino – you could use the ace to make a straight from one to five, with straight being five cards in a row, if you know anything about poker. If you get five cards in a row, that's a straight, and it, it makes a pretty good hand. So you can use it as ace, two, three, four, five, or you can use ten, jack, king, queen, ace. So how do you think that plays into this card? I think that it's trying to tell you that every new beginning is actually an end you know, not to quote cheesy 90s songs. <laughs> or you could flip it around. <laughs> See, you're saying, you're even saying like at the, you're putting the end at the, or the negative part, like the end at the end of your sentence. Why don't we flip it and say every end is just a new beginning? Yeah. See, exactly. It's because I'm brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> so more about um, that later. No. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the number one. <clears throat> well, first of all, Ashley, you are the number one podcaster. In this show <laughs> i don't know about that oh <laughs> well, she's blushing i can see it through the video um so the number one is i i like it because every every new possibility every new opportunity could be turned into this giant um you know say it's a if it's a a, a new love interest it could be if it works out right it has a possibility to grow into this amazing marriage and a family and then it has roots and it grows and it goes on forever so that's wow. i think where the one comes in at the top and the bottom and now i'm going to kind of go on a little bit of a negative offshoot there i think there is often a um like a sense of just being alone when you think of the number one so if this comes up, again, I, I already said like, oh, I think it's so positive in a love reading, but I think that sometimes it's, you know, sometimes you do need to just be alone for a bit. So if this were to come up, it is a number one, I'd be like, oh, you could be finding someone. But we went, we talked about this, I think, last week about how you need to be secure in your own self before you can find somebody. So I always bring that into it as well. Yeah, I love that because it comes back to the whole self-control aspect of this card, which is know thyself. You have to know yourself and have yourself together before you can be there for somebody else or have somebody else be there for you or else then you guys are just using each other technically not to judge i mean if that's you know if that's what you <laughs> yeah. want to do it's your life everyone could do what they want that's what i'm saying you know there's no judgment here but if, when people come to me for answers then they're asking me and then i could tell them listen this is what i think these cards are trying to tell you what do you think and then if they agree with me then it's great and if not and then we're like all right let's move it on <laughs> But I don't want to end on that kind of note. I, so I, I'm talking about the number here. So I will say, and you can always then come back in and say something else here. But sometimes when you are in a relationship with somebody, whether it be, again, a friend or in a romantic relationship, you do be kind, become kind of like one unit. And then it turns into like you guys or, you know, an us against the world type of situation. So I think there is a strength there, but it has to be two strong people, not someone who's like super desperate and someone who's like this strong, independent person. That's obviously not healthy, but uh, two people coming together as one unit to kind of face different obstacles. Well said. 
All right. So now we're also going to focus on a major arcana card. So each week we'll talk about one minor card, one major card. This week we're talking about the number one card here, which is the magician. Yeah, the magician. This is a great card. <clears throat> it represents um, what I see, right? Like looking at it, I like it because it has all the suits shown right there, yeah, right away. Yeah, let's discuss what it looks like first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Go ahead. So if I'm looking at the card, you have a figure. I'm going to assume a male figure, but it could be female. And he's standing behind a table. He's wearing a white outfit with kind of like a red cape. He's got one hand pointed up holding a wand and one hand pointed literally with a finger pointing down. There's kind of flowers and plants around the top um, two corners going across the top. And then there's plants at the bottom before where it says the magician. And then he's got representations of the four different suits. He's got a wand, a sword, a cup, and a pentacle on a table that he's standing behind. And above his head, there's an infinity symbol. And if you'd like to see what I'm talking about, again, just Google Rider Waite Tarot, the magician. And he's, right. dr he's dressed in a white clothing with like a red cloth over him, or red like robe. All right, so let's talk about what what are your thoughts here. So initially, I go to there's two things I see. I, initially, what catches me is that he's pointing up and down, so he has the mm -hmm. one hand pointing down and the one hand pointing up, and then the table immediately grabs me with all the different suits represented on there. Yes, absolutely. I think the thing that's most visually. Um, Stimulating for me is the color. A lot of the cards are not this, and I don't want to say bright because there is a lot going on in so many of them, but this card is so yellow, which is my power color, and I love yellow so much, um, but it's so yellow. Yeah, you're right. The whole background is yellow, and then you have the contrast of the red on top. Mm -hmm. It really it really shouts to you, and then he's kind of bathed in white around him, so it makes him really stand out. So let's look at the symbolism in this card. He's got all four suits represented on the table. What do you think that means? I think that since he is a magician, a magician is somebody who creates things. So this is somebody who is using all available tools at his disposal to create. Yeah. I And I think that it, what it's important to point out is that he has all of those tools, right? He has every single one of them. So I'm looking at it and saying like, he's clearly really powerful or has a lot of special gifts and talents. Or simply right he's just aware of them, which is another thing too. But a lot of people aren't aware of the powers or, or tools that they have within them or at their disposal. Yes, it's really easy to focus on our own weaknesses, I think. And sometimes it's hard to kind of see our strengths. Um, Let's look at him himself so he's got something in his hand here and in the right hand and he's pointing down with the left hand what are your thoughts on that I'm glad I'm glad you asked me that because we talked about the devil card in a previous podcast I think it was the first podcast right mm -hmm. yeah number one and the devil is actually doing the same thing with his hands even though his right hand is down his elbow is crooked but I I think what it really represents is there's a few different things. So it's basically as above, so below. And so he's pointing down to the earth with one hand and he's pointing up to the heavens. So I think what he's trying to say is if you want to create in a wholesome way and in the best way you can, you have to use 
all powers available. You have to use the powers of Earth and the powers of Heaven. So you can also look at that as like left brain, right brain. So you have to use your left brain and your right brain in conjunction with these tools, and that's how you're going to create. And the difference here between him and the devil is he has the wand, and he's using that to point to the sky, whereas the devil has the torch, and he's also pointing his finger down just like the magician, but he's bringing the torch down, so it's like he's extinguishing the light. So the magician is just... Um, He's using the forces the same way maybe the devil is, but just in a different way. He's re he has that wand representing up, so it's more, and it's white, so it's like purity, goodness. We're doing things in a good way. Yeah, I mean, looking at this, it, and we're, as we're talking through it, it's like what a strong card to have come up in a reading, right? It seems like this person kind of has control and, and has all of these gifts laid out before them that they're aware of, and they kind of get how to utilize them. Yeah, for sure. So let's look at the infinity symbol above his head. All right. What do you think that means? Or how, um, how do you take that? I said that um, I'm just going off of exactly what you just said about the combination. So obviously, infinity is an infinite number bigger than anything that we could think of. But I didn't go in that direction. I just kind of used it as like, um, uh, like a spiritual reference and kind of that all-knowing of how to utilize all of these gifts. Yeah, That's how I like I the, interpreted it. I yeah, I like I like that. Um the infinity symbol, it just I think because it's above his head, it represents the knowledge that he has and it just goes on forever. It's just not stopping. So he knows what he's doing. He's using the powers of above and below. He has these tools and with the knowledge, he knows he could just go on forever creating. I wish we could go back when we talked about the cards that represent us. Now I'm like, maybe this is my card now. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, well, it could be today and it wasn't the other day. You never know. Okay. Now let's look at all of the flowers and plants around him. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? It, to me, it just it represents the, um, the – cre I was going to say creativity. I mean the creation. So he's – there with these tools creating so flowers are a great representation of the creation of nature mm -hmm. so it looks like there's a lot of earthly creation going on but also there's flowers that are coming down from the heaven so that could represent also the creation that's going on in the air or in the sky or in the heavens i think it's like a culmination right of utilizing all these things to create something very fruitful and um alive so it's not like there's buds. All of these flowers are like in full bloom. They're not, um, and it doesn't look like it's just starting to grow. It's like, finally, let's utilize all these things and get something really positive out there that's like, very, like I said, very fruitful. Yeah, new ideas blooming too would be great because it that represents back to the ace, not maybe just the ace of cups, but just the ace in general could represent new ideas or new beginnings, and these are in full bloom. So if I'm looking at the table that all of the suits are on, you said that was one of the things that grabbed your attention. What are your thoughts on it? But about the table itself? Mm-hmm. Or do you not have any? No, I no, no, I definitely do. Um so in other other cards, this table, and you could see it in other decks, it's represented as a four sided table with three legs, which is like an upside down representation of a pyramid because 
pyramids, the triangles have three sides, but then they go to a square, which has four sides. And that represents gaining the knowledge. It's, it also represents circling the square. So, um, which is also has to do with gaining knowledge. So these are all things you can Google if you're listening to this. We don't want to get too in-depth. We've got to leave some meat for other podcasts. But it, it just represents getting that knowledge and using it. So he's using this knowledge as a base to create with these tools. So that's why they're sitting on there. And then also, if you look at the, the table really closely in the planks, there's symbols like you have the fleur de lance, I think it's called, the like the saints symbol. Mm-hmm. And there's mountains in one of them. It's really hard to see. So I think see, that you just say represents- mountains, but I was like, oh, waves. Or waves, there, yeah, it could be there's waves. There's my water sign coming Oh, in. yeah. <laughs> it could be waves with mountains in the back, too. But, yeah, so that's that's what I would make out of the table. What's it saying to you? To be honest, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about the table. Um, I didn't really have anything that I thought. I was just thinking of a way of propping up all of these different these different tools, but I didn't really have. Yeah, that well, that kind of goes back to what I said. It's a, It's a solid foundation for these tools that he's using because you can use – any of the powers that these tools represent, but if you don't have the solid foundation, you might not get what you want. Much better than I could have said that. Okay, so if I'm looking at this card and it's coming in for um, a reading, what would you say? Let's say that this comes up in a romantic reading, since we're talking about cups and we're talking about matters of the heart. So if this comes up in a romantic reading for somebody, I would say this is the epitome of a new beginning so if you get an ace yes that's a new beginning in a specific manner but the magician represents a new beginning in any kind of manner but a really powerful one and one that you really have to create it's not coming to you like the ace of cups seems to be coming out of nowhere the magician is somebody who had to build this table then figure out all these tools that he had put the tools on top of the table to use them so for me that I would say that's what it represents. It represents more of taking matters into your own hands and creating the future that you want. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give a much more romantic reading to this. Um, I'm going to say... Of course, because you're a girl. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. I'm not really sad. I just pretend to be sexist for humor. <laughs> Ill, a so, girl. All right, go I'm going to say that this is like... If it comes up in a love reading, I'm going the romantic route, and I'm saying that this is the finding of that one that I also reference in the Ace of Cups. So it's someone who's incredibly complimentary in terms of like compatible um, and kind of has strengths where you have weaknesses and is just a great balance to, to you as a person. So if you haven't found that person and this card comes up, I'd say that you know be aware of the people that you're meeting because one of the people that you are meeting or already know but maybe can look at in a different way could be that person if it comes up in your inner relationship i'd say like good for you <laughs> you found this this awesome person that is it you know works with you um and it's not just saying it's only one person out there because i don't think i believe that but um it is one of potentially many but you found that one yeah you found someone who's on the same page as you and who's willing to build something i like it um and and for some of us, like myself, it's really hard to find somebody on the same page as you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like a, I hear you. I'm in a book. God knows where it is. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about if this comes up in a career reading. Okay, what do you think? And you go first with this one. 
Okay, so I would say that this could be really positive in terms of if it comes up in a career reading of like you're utilizing all of your gifts, you're being very successful at your job. But I also feel like um, if I'm thinking about the name of the card and the magician, I can also kind of tie it into like a con man or just kind of, you know, faking it. So maybe you are pretending you have all these things in front of you. And again, there's that do I actually, am I actually utilizing my strengths and talents here or is it just a facade and I'm pretending that I have these things and kind of tricking people into it? And I'm going to take it from the the stance of if I can tell someone's not happy in their career or they're thinking of maybe changing it, I would say this is your key. It's not saying that you'll be successful, but it is telling you if you do what I just said before, build that table as a strong foundation, put them tools use the powers of the right and left brain up and down. You have that infinity symbol going. If you do it, you're going to be successful. And then if you don't succeed, it, it just wasn't meant to be. But you have to get yourself together to do what you want to do. And I think you also want to make sure that you're utilizing all of your strengths in whatever job you're you're going into, right? So if you're like, I'm really good with my hands, but I'm also not getting a chance to use that in my job, how do you either incorporate that in what you're currently doing or shift focuses to be able to utilize all of the different strengths that you have before you? Great. I like it. So this card also is the number one card. How would you relate this back to our discussion on the number one? Um, I would say that the magician is symbolized here as the creator. So you're starting from one. When you have a creation, you have one. It's unity. That's that's really how I'm looking at that. I think that there's such a growth when we talk about the the fool card. There's like that naivete in that card. And this is kind of harnessing that and then utilizing like how can I actually be, I don't want to say more of a grown up because that sounds so boring, but utilizing all of these um, ideas in a way that can be really positive and fruitful. How about a, a fully balanced and, you know, fully balanced grown up? Because I think that, the way we look at being grown up as opposed to a fully balanced person, you're supposed to have fun. You're supposed to play with your inner child and have a good time. Um, it shouldn't just be like hashtag adulting. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's what you want to do, but if you want to, you know, obviously if that's your life, you want to do it. But yeah. Um, I don't think that there's a stigma, like people should act like adults. It's like act, uh, in a way is act how you want to be, you know, treat people how you want to be treated or, or even better. Do not treat people how you do not want to be treated. That's the way you should look at that. But yeah. So if you want to have fun and be a jokester and start a podcast about tarot cards, do it. <laughs> Wait, who's the jokester here? I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So any final thoughts on the two cards we talked about today? Yes. Um, yes. There's something I wanted to bring up as far as symbolism. <clears throat> now, have you ever looked closely at his belt? I have not. All right. Look at his belt. What do you see? It's going to blow your mind. Um, it looks like it could be a snake. Yep. If you get a magnifying glass, right, and you look at it, it's a snake that's biting its own tail. Oh. Yep. Okay. And then if you look after that, there's like lines coming down that looks like his cloth, but it gets a little gray. <clears throat> and it is a gray snake also. So this could represent a warning about these powers. You know, if you think of maybe... Gandalf the gray and Gandalf the white. Gray is is a mix between it could. It's like 
having goodness, but then either traces of guilt or traces of badness in there. So it's, I think it's kind of like a warning about these powers. You have to be careful because there can always be a negative outcome that you might not see to these powers or like a dark force. Oh my goodness. I get it. I'll watch Lord of the Rings. (laughs) You bring it up up every time. I know. I'll watch them. It's great. Um, I I like to use it as a reference because a lot of people have seen it. So even if you haven't, it's, you know, um, if it helps, you know, a few people, but it is a great, uh, just a great allegorical story and the whole thing. But yeah. So go watch it, everybody. I'm like a Lord of the Rings shill. (laughs) Yeah, take a weekend and invest several hours in, I don't even know how many movies it is. Um, so what is this? Um, what, what does this snake mean to you when you see that? What's your first initial reaction? See, but I, I'm coming from it of the perspective of like, right, we've always been taught in, again, for my like Catholic upbringing, like snake is normally a representation of like an evil force. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, it's like, there's a, I'm going to say there's a control aspect there of like, he's dominating it and using it to help him. Um, so he has control over that as opposed to it, like being on his head or, you know, around his neck or anything like that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> um, I don't think so. We're number one. We're number one. All right, everybody. That was that was a great. I I really had a lot of fun. Thank you, Ashley. I just want to say on air too, in front of people, that I'm really grateful that you're doing this because you are super organized, and I am not. <laughs> so it works out perfectly because now people are able to get two different perspectives: one that, from someone that's organized and thought out, and one from somebody that's just like, "Let's go out of the seat of our pants." But yeah, I think it, it's working it's out so well. It's so funny that you say that because some people are like, "You're too organized and you're too structured, and you need to be able to say like, you know, let's play it by ear," which I would never say. But <laughs> J- just can you erase that? Can you erase that even? Yeah, let's exactly. Play it by ear? Let's forget <laughs> I ever said that. <laughs> I'm gonna record it and play it every time. But let's play it by ear, Ashley. See, this is you saying it right here. <laughs> All right, well, everybody. Well, if you would like to, if you like more information, or if you like to uh, contact us, you could go to. Oh, you know, I wanted to say actually, I bought, I bought Tarotbull, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L dot com. So the website might not be up yet, but I have the domain, and I can link it to Comedy LOL. So if if by the time this is up, when you if you're listening to this and you go, if you put in Tarot, T-A-R-O-T Bull dot com, it'll bring you to Comedy LOL dot com. That's where you can find the podcast. That's where you can find the Amazon link, which if you're not familiar with this, the way that works, even if you have Amazon Prime, go to our link, click on it, buy whatever you want, and they give us a little bit of a uh, like a little bit of a percentage of that for guiding you to Amazon, I guess, and it doesn't cost you any more. So it's a good way to help support this podcast. And then you can buy your own deck of cards. And there's so many different decks out there. So, I mean, we're using the Rider Waite Tarot, but the one I use every day is the Goddess Tarot. So I can, you know, tap into my inner femininity. Yeah, and if you are into ancient Egypt and symbols like that, I would recommend the Aleister Crowley deck, which is the Thoth deck, T-H-O-T-H. And that one is pretty crazy. All right. Well, and then uh, uh, also always send us your notes and thoughts. Oh yeah, send us your notes and thoughts. You can email me at brandon at comedylol.com, and we are also working on different emails and stuff. So we'll have that pretty soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great week.
Comedy, LOL, Podcast Network.